Hey there, single lady. I am so glad that you are here. Today, I am going to share a number one mindset that you can adopt to improve your opportunities to find love. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna is here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. All right. I am so glad that you are back. The women I work with, they want to find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man. They want to tie the knot. They want to say, I do. But lots of them, they feel stuck. And the reason that they feel stuck is because they haven't adopted the number one mindset that I'm going to share with you today that can help improve your opportunities to find love. But before I reveal what that mindset is, I want to share a little story with you, kind of to tee the mindset up. All right. So last winter, my husband and I, we hosted a grandma and her grandson in our home. And his name was Tanner. He was 12. And he came to snow ski uh, not too far from where we live. He'd only skied a couple times before and he was really excited. But I could also tell that he was kind of nervous. And after he told us, my husband and I, that he had skied before, we invited him to try out a new peak on the mountain where he was skiing that he hadn't tried before. We thought he would like it because we thought, well, the runs would be a little easier for him and it would match his skill level. And he said, I don't know if I'd like that or not before saying, no, I don't think so. So we gently encouraged him and we shared the reasons that we thought that he would really love the experience of this new peak. And after a time, he reluctantly said, okay, I'll try it. And we could tell that he was scared and he didn't seem excited because I think he was convinced that he wasn't going to like it even before trying it. However, at the end of the day, him and his grandma, they came back to our house and he just went on and on about how much he loved it. He liked it more than anywhere else he had skied before. So here's the problem. We don't know what we would or wouldn't like until we experience it for ourselves. So we sometimes base our opinions and decisions off of fear, such as a fear of failure or a belief that's been created from a past unpleasant experience. So when we make decisions this way, we are not deciding based on trustworthy information. So we might have biases that have developed without realizing it or without even questioning why we have these biases. So the problem with prejudices and biases is that they're often not based on trustworthy facts. So we get bombarded with information constantly everywhere. So we might read something in a magazine that creates a bias or a prejudice, or we may hear something from someone that creates a bias or a prejudice, or someone may have an experience that creates a bias or prejudice, or we may have an experience that makes us think that our experience is going to be just like that and it's going to be negative. So what we do then is we make blank judgments about what or who is out there that's going to be good for us. And I'm telling you, you cannot trust these biases. So I once coached a woman who said that she didn't want to date long distance because she didn't want to move. She wanted to stay right where she was, and I totally get it. She liked it where she lived, and there's totally nothing wrong with that, right? But just like the boy who came to ski, 
She didn't have enough information to know exactly what she would or wouldn't like because she had no idea what moving would involve. So she was only looking at the negative. She was thinking about what she would lose, imagining what she could gain, and staying was a lot better in her mind. She didn't consider that her story could turn out really well and that she could be happy by saying yes to dating long distance. She wasn't thinking that she could meet a man who would love her and adore her the way that no one had ever loved her, cared for her, or adored her before. She hadn't considered that moving could mean fun and fulfilling relationships with a new community. She hadn't considered that she could grow through moving, that she could find a new house that could feel like home, or that it could be the best decision of her adult life. She'd only been looking at the risks and what she thought she would have to let go of, so she wasn't being open to what could be. She might have been thinking about her past and measuring the future off of one or two past isolated experiences. So she decided that she wasn't going to be open and that she wasn't going to take the risk. So in her mind, staying put was going to be far better than where she could go, even though she had no basis for that decision. She didn't have enough information for that decision, nor did she open herself up to the thought of investigating it. So one of my favorite phrases is from Mr. Rogers, who said, when you think you're at the end of something, you're always at the beginning of something else. You are always at the start of something else, and that something else could be amazing. And even if it isn't perfect, it can be a totally awesome growing experience. So your outlook is going to have a big effect on how you experience life. Before my husband and I married, he received a job offer that meant that we would have to move to Chicago. And one evening before he accepted the position, we went out to dinner and he lamented. He said, I don't want to move to Chicago. And I said, listen, this could be the best decision that we have ever made. It could be a great experience and a huge blessing. And he said, yeah, but it's Chicago. So his only prior experience with Chicagoland or Chicago had been when he had to travel there on business. He had to do business on the west side of the city. And he just knew that he didn't want to live there. So again, I encouraged him and said, this could be a great thing. You just never know. And at the time, it was his only real job opportunity and he needed to take a new position. So we moved to Chicago and for 18 months, guess what happened? We lived in an adorable community on the west side of the city that he had never seen before. And we absolutely loved it. We often say that it was kind of like living in Mayberry. It was beautiful to see kids walk their dogs and women push their baby strollers along the sidewalks. There were these big, huge, gorgeous trees and these really quaint and adorable old houses lining narrow streets, and we just felt at home there. Even when we go back there now to visit one of our kids, it totally feels familiar and comfortable. It still feels like home. And not only did those great things happen, but shortly after we moved, we got another added bonus. One of our girls and her new husband moved just a mile and a half down the road. So we got to know them as a new couple. And since we were also a new couple, it was such a joy. So this allowed us to be nearby when our first grandson was born. And when we look back on this time and we look back and we see what happened, we are so grateful that we moved. We're so grateful that we took the risk. It was good for our marriage and it was good for our family. And we would have missed out on so many blessings if we hadn't been open to what could be. 
So my husband's prior experience with Chicago had nearly pushed him not to move to this adorable community that we later called home. So fears of the unknown, biases, or prejudices can really hold even the best woman back from being open to love too. So fear, having a type, being set in where you want to live, having rules about how you will meet, all of these things can hold you back from love, but being open can improve your opportunities for love. Okay, so maybe you're thinking, well, Shanna, what about red flags? Well, of course, you shouldn't ever overlook red flags, abuse, addiction, selfishness, narcissism, or a guy who's not interested in you. These are all legitimate red flags. I'm talking about being open so that your story can be written in a way that you hadn't anticipated. So if you're not open, I encourage you to ask yourself, how much do I really want to marry? And then I'd encourage you to ask yourself, if I am open and I meet someone who really loves and adores me, what could this mean for my life? How could my life change for the better? What will my life look like 10, 15, 20 years from now if I am open? And what will it look like if I'm not open? And if I'm not open, what could that mean for me and my love life too? So I can tell you from being open and from my experience of getting married, what it's done for me. I'm not just talking about moving to Chicago. I'm talking about marrying a man who has five grown kids. And I had been completely close to an arrangement like that. If you've heard me talk at all of these podcasts, you probably have heard me talk about how when I met my husband, the kids were almost all grown. And this was a problem because I was not going to marry a man with kids because I imagined it was going to be horrible. So I thought it was going to mean getting rejected and always feeling like the third will and having my dream to belong in a family crushed. I just knew that I wasn't up for something like that because I didn't want to feel left out. I just knew that being in a blended family would be totally awful. So I pictured what it would be like. I envisioned the bad and I imagined all these unhappy outcomes. And I almost, because of this, closed myself off to an opportunity to receive love from an awesome man because of assumptions I had made based on what I had read, based on what I'd heard other people say, or based on what I had imagined. But making the choice to marry my husband has been the biggest blessing of my adult life. Being open in a way that I hadn't been in the past led me to some awesome things, and I have not felt cheated at all. I married my best friend. We get to travel together, and I love having him for my travel companion. I'm no longer lonely. I have my best friend to ride bikes with and eat lunch with. I have a guy who makes me laugh every day, who tells me that he loves me every morning, who cuddles with me before we get out of bed, who prays with me and listens to me every single day, tell stories and tell him about my dreams and my concerns. I feel loved, appreciated, and adored. And the cherry on top is that one of my adopted daughters or bonus daughters that I call her, um, she has made me a grandma twice and we are going to get another grandbaby this year. I could not have possibly seen all of these good things coming. What I would have missed if I had not chosen to say yes. So my encouragement for you is stay open and say yes. 
rule men in before you rule them out. Again, I'm not talking about overlooking red flags. A couple met in a singles community that I started on Facebook. So she was originally from the Philippines, but she was living in Australia when she met a man in this Facebook group that I just mentioned. So he was from a small town in South Texas. And when they started communicating with one another, he was hesitant because of the distance. And at one point he started to pull away and he's like, no, can't do this, right? After all, she wasn't just the next state over. She was thousands of miles away. And he thought this could be a huge issue and a big problem. And she was hesitant for other reasons. And when I spoke with her recently, she told me that he wasn't her type and that there was no way that she could become interested. She said, he's a history professor and I hate history. <laughs> there was just no way. But they started talking. Then they met at Disneyland for the first time. And over the months that followed, they developed a great friendship and a relationship. And then he went and visited her in the Philippines when she was there seeing her family and he proposed to her after they had gotten to know each other. So by this time when he proposed, she'd gotten past all the stuff about him teaching history and he had obviously gotten past the issue of the distance. And she told me that the happiness that she knows now in her relationship with him, in her marriage, has nothing to do with the things that she thought were going to be huge issues. They're non-issues now. Again, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about challenging yourself to focus on the good and not the negative points in a situation, to rule them in before you rule them out so that you can make an informed decision. In this scenario that I just mentioned with this couple, the deal breakers that they felt that they had fell away and became non-issues as they got to know each other because love won out. He was willing to do whatever he could to make her his wife, and she was willing to be open to marrying a history professor. And she even moved from Australia to South Texas. How's that for being open? So what if they had been closed and remained unbending? What if she had held on to this idea that she wasn't going to marry a man who was a professor? What if he held on to this idea that he wasn't going to date a woman who was so far away? They wouldn't be together now. And that's just one story. There are tons of stories of singles that I can think of, some of my best friends even, who are happily married now, who would not be happily married had they not been open to their story being written in a different way than they imagined. So my encouragement for you that will improve your opportunities to experience the love that you long for, this mindset shift is to stay open and move away from being closed. Stay away from biases, from imagining that something will be like blank when you don't really even know. Stay open until you have enough information about a particular man or situation. Again, and this is the third time I've said this, <laughs> rule men in before you rule them out. Don't make assumptions about what you would or wouldn't like. Don't make assumptions about the type of man that you would or wouldn't like. And don't make assumptions about whether you would be happy here and not there. Every situation is a little different and every man is different. And you never know how being open might lead to the biggest blessing of your life. So one of the best things you can do for yourself is learn to say yes more than you say no unless there's obvious reasons and red flags to say no, you never know how your heart might change, how a situation might unfold, or how things may work out in a way that you never imagined. 
I hope you've been encouraged by this. Remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. See you next time. Keep it sunny, Baby.